0: Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is outside investment. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and a Colors on the website, or you can get a blank one, on Amazon Prime. All right, so first and foremost, the response to last week's about the Pricing Decisions and Pricing Dilemma uh, podcast has been really, really positive, really interesting. Um, there's a lot of feedback, and I think that it's been really helpful. For me, one of the things that I have been contemplating, and there's no answer to this yet about when it would happen, but I'd let you guys have some knowledge, there is um, there is discussions about doing a... right. An increase, sorry, in the price of the products. We've been looking through some of the the numbers, particularly of the most recent stuff with the new made in USA leather and some of the transitions we've been going through with the designs. And uh, we're looking at potentially raising all of the prices by a little bit. So that's not going to happen. We don't have solid plans yet. We've just been contemplating it, but it is something that has come across. that, you know it, the pricing dilemma podcast started a really serious internal discussion after some of the feedback that we got and. It's been something I've been interested in, in in contemplating it for a while now, so we'll see how it plays out. Uh, like I said, we're going to give you guys pretty good notice about when prices will go up so that there's no surprises, but it's possible that in the future before the Christmas season they do and they might go up. So uh, pay attention to that if you're interested and um, if you've been thinking about getting a product, don't wait because I don't think they're going to go down in price, that's for sure. So this morning I had an interesting uh, conversation with a nice local gentleman who had some really interesting insights, and it got me thinking about outside investment, and because I was thinking about it, I thought you guys might be interested in hearing my thoughts on it. In the past, I've talked a lot about how I don't want to do outside investment. I want to be completely self-funded, and I think it's a laudable goal, but I think that uh, I I might be rethinking it a little bit. And for those of you who are concerned about me rethinking it, it's important to think about things because how else will we come up with answers? So for those of you who don't know, um, outside investment is when a party of some kind, uh, whether it be an individual, another company, sometimes it can be a venture capital firm, there's other options. But when a third party purchases a portion of the business, now that's an incredibly complicated process that's got a lot to it and there's a lot to unpack there. Um, it, and we talk about there's there's entire classes called mergers and acquisitions in business school that can kind of cover the details of all of the small nitty-gritty but i'm going to use one of the most complex or one of the most common examples of this phenomena uh, and a few of those and kind of give you some insights into how i understand it this may not be entirely correct there's obviously complexities that i'm not aware of and i'm kind of limited in my own answers so obviously feel free to dive more into this with better experts if you're interested in learning more but the short version is that, for example, a rich uh, individual who happens to be pretty successful in business themselves decides, uh, I want to take some of the wealth that I've acquired and I want to purchase parts of other businesses. Now, obviously, with a private company like mine, obviously, you'd have to, I'd have to be willing to sell a portion of my company to do that. You can't just buy someone's company unless they're public and then you can. And that's called a hostile takeover regardless of whether they want it or not. Um, and there's more to that and that's a little more complicated than that, even that, but, uh, and a private buyer could say, I'm going to purchase uh, a portion of your company. And depending on how the arrangement is between the partners, that individual could either have, um, real deciding capability, or they could be a silent partner where. They kind of receive the benefits of the of the partnership, but they don't necessarily have any sort of say in the decision-making process. Um, there's a lot of ways to kind of break that up. Uh, for example, a, someone who's got a large enough and successful enough company could sell 10% of their company for $100,000. Let's just pick a number. And the person that purchases that $100,000 or spends that $100,000 to purchase that 10% of the company would not have deciding power because they only own 10% of the company and the other person owns 90%, so they obviously have the majority. Uh, They also may say to the person who has 90%, that person has sweat equity, which is often the case when you start a company, you have what's considered sweat equity and ownership equity. Um, So there's an aspect to that 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 allows you to maintain your 90%, even though they put in $100,000, Right, they still only have 10% of the company. Now, when that happens, and you hear about this a lot, a company has a certain valuation. That's that's the technical term for it. So if someone were to say, if I were to sell 10% of my company for $100,000, let's just use that as an example, the company would be arguably worth $1 million in the open market. That's the way that that valuation plays out. Now, whether that valuation is true or not is kind of a, it's an ethereal thing, right? Is, is it true? Of course it's true. Someone bought 10% of the company for $100,000, so it's true. But at the same time, it's a bit of a chicken and egg problem. So that's kind of a little bit about how private investment works. A lot of times venture capital firms will be the ones to invest in a portion of that. And venture capital firms, it's a way of investing without having to take on as much risk as a private investment would have. For example, if 50 guys get together and they say, you know what, we're going to pool our money and invest as a collective, that's how a venture capital firm might work. It's more complicated, but the basic structure is the same. So I have always said from the very beginning that I do not want to have any partners at all, particularly not uh, partners who have a lot of say. And that's a personal understanding of my own, um, I guess, personality. I I I I'm self-aware enough to know who I am when it comes to dealing with with individuals. This has been my my life, my heart, my soul, everything that I've poured into this company. And having another person come in and tell me how to run it, how to do it, would be very upsetting to me. And so I've always been of the impression that I wouldn't ever want to take on equity partners because they would be able to tell me what to do. After the conversation this morning with this gentleman, who is a little bit more of an expert in the field than I am by quite a bit, and I actually had it with another, there was three people in the meeting, and they also were each experts in their own right in various ways, uh, there was... Uh, assurance is given that that's not the only way to do it and that there are plenty of silent partners and people who are willing to essentially invest money in the company to help it grow but are not interested in running the company. And so that's potentially kind of changed my my thinking on a little bit. I've I've become a little more open to the concept. And I don't know. You know, would I ever take a partner on? Would I ever bring an investment partner on? My I'm still thinking no. Because of my ego, I I mean, I think that's, (laughs) it's not a good reason, but it's the reason um, at the moment is my ego. I want to be able to say that this is my company, right? But, you know, is it fair to myself, to my employees, to my wife, to all of the people that could benefit from the company if it grew um, to, to not do that because of my ego? Who knows, right? This is a decision I have to make. And having an investment partner would be an amazing opportunity if they were, particularly if the valuation was right and they were willing to give us a big cash infusion. Man, wouldn't that be great? With a good cash infusion, we would be able to pay off what the little debts we have and get kind of squared away with all of those people and stop accruing interest rates, which would be great. We'd be able to pay off um, perhaps a year's worth of fixed interest or or fixed expenses that we know we're going to have and we can prepay so that even in the slow season, it's not like there's a lot of administrative costs and overhead. I'd love to buy some new machines or some more machines to be able to increase our output and our production capabilities, potentially bring on a couple of new employees who'd be able to help us during the Christmas season, kind of train them a little bit before we need them, rather than having to kind of bring them on as the money allows, which is going to mean that they're going to be behind the curve. I'd love to buy a lot more of the leather. We've been in the midst of this transition to the new supplier, and that's been going well, but it's it's limited by the capital resources right when you when you buy from a new supplier you have to meet certain minimums obviously there's with working with directly with the tanneries provides you have to have certain minimums and you have to have money to do that you have to have money up front and with our business we don't necessarily make that money back until days or weeks later after the product has been turned into a finished good and then sold so that's something that has been a limiting factor to our growth and i mean we we've already tripled in size based off of last year's number. We've already surpassed that. Self-capitalized. And so, you know, is it... How much more could we do if we were properly capitalized, right? Because we've always been a little bit behind the ball with the capitalization, and that's that's been a struggle. It has, and you guys have been very aware of the financial concerns that we've had over the summer. Um, and and bringing on some outside, outside partnership who can provide a cash safety net. And potentially, the other aspect of having a partner is if the partner's willing to spend a certain amount of money to buy 10% of the company. And all of a sudden, the company, we go through that money, we get established, we're a lot bigger, we're doing a lot more business, we've done a lot of new marketing stuff, we're bringing on new leathers, new products, new designs, things like that, and things are going well and we need more money because for whatever reason, we had another hiccup. I don't have to go to the bank anymore. Theoretically, that partner may be interested in purchasing another larger cash infusion to be able to, to build the company back up or to be able to grow the company. And so having that financial Partner could be a big, uh, big help to my peace of mind and my sanity, but it'd have to be the right person. It'd have to be someone who was willing to forego short-term profits in order of long-term success. I, I don't want to sacrifice our product quality. I don't want to sacrifice the long-term strategy that we've been outlining because I don't want to have to give that up. I think. You know, if, if it's my name on the product, I want it to be the best it can be. I want it to be the best in the market. And I'm confident it is. I really am. I think we've worked so hard to make sure that the product is absolutely just the best it can be. And we're always continuing to try to just improve and increment a little, little bits as as we go on to just continuously improve that and to come up with new designs. And some of the new stuff that I've got coming across my, my desk as I've been working on it has been exciting. Right? There's big future ahead of us for the company. So if it was the right person who was willing to say, you know what, I trust you, Colin, you've done a good job thus far, and I, I respect your ability to make decisions, and And many times a lot of those decisions are kind of quickly <laughs> uh, quickly made and quickly implemented, and that allows us to be pretty flexible. Um, if I had someone who was willing to allow me to be that flexible in the future, then that might be a good option. But I don't know, It's it's hard to think about. I mean, I, there's tons of stories out there. You can find many of them where you know, companies brought on outside equity and then struggled because there was too many cooks in the kitchen. So it's a bit up in the air. You know, obviously you know, with the company growing as it is, we've got our outside accountants that we're working on continuing to keep the books up to date, get them you know straightened out, and that would obviously be important to an outside investor that we have all of all of the ducks in the row. And you know, it's not my expertise. The accounting side of things is not my expertise, and neither is the mergers and acquisition side of things. So that's always a little more. I would be always a little more. Uh, what's the right word? Reserved in my my desire to bring on an outside partner because I don't necessarily have the expertise in my wheelhouse to know if it's a good deal or not. And, you know, if you don't know if it's a good deal or not, it's not necessarily a good thing to jump. So that's where there might need to be more effort, interest, you know, more serious thought given on my part to how else I could potentially bring on even another potential view of this, you know, bring on an outside someone who is no, you know, a nonpartisan person to review the the arrangement. But who knows? Maybe it could take the company to the next level. I mean, we've been growing hand over fist. Even in our slowest month this year, we're still doing better than a lot. All, all months, all but the last two months of last year. So that's, I mean, that's a good indicator, right? We've barely scratched the market. There's so much potential out there. There's so many big companies. There's so many big opportunities. We've got so many designs that are in prototype phase or that are but pre-prototype phase that are in just on drawings and paper that, I would love to bring into the market, but if we're going to bring them to bear, I want to do it right. I want us to have the internal organization side of it just stone cold finished, and we're going to need money to do that. I'd love to have our process a lot more streamlined because if we're going to expand our product line, I cannot possibly have... So much of the inventory sitting on the shelf. We got to come up with a better management system. We've got to come up with a much better system of of uh, of kind of bringing some of the outside parts in-house so that we can make sure that they happen on time quickly in a very easy format and fashion. So it could be a big deal if we were able to pull it off. And I'm the potential of that excites me, but the you know, you always want to look at the best of the best and the worst of the worst. And the worst of the worst of this scenario could get really, really touchy. And that's something that concerns me as it should. Anyway, for those of you who are out there looking for my advice, I can't give you any. I don't have enough experience in this field to even remotely feel comfortable providing you with any sort of insight. The only thing I can say is, uh, You have to do what's right for you, you have to do what's right for your business, and you have to do what's right with your conscience, right? Because you have to live with this. So, tread carefully, and keep your eyes open, and pay attention. But who knows? For all I know, the meeting this morning is going to go down in the history books as a very, very important meeting in this company's history. And I hope that it's a long and glorious one, so... Thanks for tuning in, folks, today. Uh, Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. And uh, I actually want to keep that topic a secret till Thursday. It's something I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Check that subscribe button below to to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. You can also contact us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email, text, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I do appreciate your patience. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, and word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. Uh, also, leave a review on the podcast on whatever podcast topic you're, or podcast app you're listening on. Also, go to our Facebook page, murtycreative, uh, Co on Facebook, and uh, you can click on the reviews section to leave us a review of our product, which is super helpful. There's a lot of people that read those. So if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book discounts available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.